Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future one terrifying minute at a time. I'm Nick Menez of the News. I'm Scott Corelli, and I would have went with a racist minute. Uh... That's not what I took away from this minute. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fair. Uh, those last uh, 15 seconds are rough. Uh, and with us again today is uh, Geek by Night actress Chelsea Kern. Hello. Welcome back. Well, today we are going back to Minute 82, gang, which starts with uh, them closing the door or the trunk door on Marty McFly and ends with uh, pretty much the darkest thing another human could see uh, uh, with Marty saying uh, – or no, Marty uh, – George saying uh, – Biff saying – Jesus. Uh, you get it what, eventually. What did he say? Like no room at the end? What did he say? I think you I got the wrong car. No room time. at the end. <laughs> no room at the end. That's wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so a lot of a lot of stuff happened. This whole minute um, is kind of Back to the Future Two is like if this minute lasted two hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. What if, yeah. This, if we made a whole movie that was just really dark and unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, 30 seconds of racism followed by 30 seconds of attempted rape. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, you know, so, okay, I I hate to be the devil's advocate on this, but, you know, you have to remember what kind of place Hill Valley was in the 50s, you know? And so so there's a part where, you know, so so the bullies, you know, they slam the, the trunk door and the Starlighters come out of their car. They've been hotboxing. And... Um, the bullies are like, hey, you know, get out of here. Uh, but they don't say that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, hey, you. There are specifically 3D, yeah. who is the smallest of sure, the three yeah. bullies. And, um, and the Starlighters are, and then <laughs> they say, hey, we don't want to mess with no reefer addicts. Uh, which is funny because we were just talking about uh, drugs last, last uh, yeah, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, they're, they're scared away. I, so I get the feel, I think Goldie's the only, the only black guy in Hill Valley. Really? I don't oh, so you think these guys are definitely from out of oh, town? Oh, they're almost certainly from out of town. Uh, j- j- just the way that they – I don't know. I just get a lot uh, – they're probably – I think I, they're probably from like L.A. or Hollywood, like maybe like up like in a more kind of progressive part of like California. Well, then my question is how in the world did this tiny car fit all of their instruments? Hey, you got to do what you got to yeah. do. I was just watching Inside Lewin Davis today. Uh and, you know, I think part of being a musician in, like, the 50s and 60s was just, you know, cramming a bunch of heavy stuff. Yeah, into... but it's already full of stuff. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, just the way that they, they just seem too cool to be from Hill Valley. I just get the feeling that they're from, like, out of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. I do like, I, I love that There, there's a really subtle joke where Skinhead says when he clo- when he slams the trunk down, he says, "And that's for messing up my hair," mm-hmm. which is funny because he doesn't have any. Sure, yeah. it's another it's another Bobby G uh, winner. Yeah, <laughs> that's for messing up my hair. Um, I can really I can really respect the the the, the Starlighters for being like, "Hey, we're gonna take a little break." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really love the reveal of being. Oh, they're gonna like. Uh, they're gonna, oh no, they're just they're just gonna hotbox. Yeah, they're just gonna tr- just hotbox. It's just, just incredible the amount of smoke that just pours out of this car when they get out. It's. Oh. Yeah. I know it's like a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, and it's, and it's kind of uh, you can kind of 
believe in future minutes that like, hey, just uh, you know, keep it in, uh, keep it in this uh, key of C, and uh, you know, just just let it ride. I don't know what the hell you're saying, but okay, <laughs> sure. Um, I also, uh, I think it was Marvin. Marvin Marvin calls 3D Peckerwood yeah. mm-hmm. in response to what he was called. Mm-hmm. Um, and scary ghost, <laughs> scary ghost. Hey, um, a scary ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he calls him Peckerwood. I looked it up and, uh, a Peckerwood is slang for a white person who is especially poor. <laughs> yeah. See, and, and that kind of lends credence because like, I don't think the Starlighters really don't have a lot of respect for the gig. You know, they're not like yeah. really happy. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not Archie, you know, they're not like happy to be there. Right. They're they're like they're smoking weed in between like gigs and like just like they seem so like this is this is just a step on the ladder. Yeah. Right. You know, so and I, I that's kind of why I think they're like outsiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought it was I thought it was interesting. I I never looked up the word peckerwood before. I assumed it was some sort of like dick joke. Or oh, some, no, no, something. no, no, it's, it, it, it's totes, uh, it's totes I, uh, a slur for white guys. Yeah, I, I didn't know something that. Something like, like if, uh, uh, like if they had gotten out and this was a movie created today and they'd call him like a cracker or some. Yeah, yeah. that, well, yeah, I know cracker, but I, I didn't know, I didn't know yeah. Peckerwood. Peckerwood is way more, I think, demeaning than, uh, than cracker. I've never thought that, you know, that whole argument where it's like, well, there's cracker. I'm like, no, but that's. God, that that <laughs> shot of the Starlighters coming out of the car is so amazing. It's beautiful. oh, it's great. I love it. I love that shot of them coming out. Yeah, this really is kind of a um, uh, a, a very interesting kind of like subversive moment in the movie, where mm-hmm. you know, if I were, if you know, th- th- this movie were made in 2015 and was directed by like, you know, homeboy that made uh, Neighbors, uh, like like Nick Stoller, mm-hmm. like yeah. Um, Greg Matola. I think the whole movie would be jokes like this. Oh, right. You know, they kind of play on like the like the racial tensions and like, oh, look how politically incorrect things used to be. <laughs> and it's interesting that um, this movie, and you know, it's a big, probably a big reason why it's it's so timeless. But like, the movie is actually kind of devoid of of, uh, of jokes like this. But in this moment, it's like really effective and really funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the reefer addicts line <laughs> makes me laugh because it. It seems to suggest that their parents made them watch Reefer Madness. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then <laughs> just kind of like the uh, the fear that, like, you know, Reefer had on the country. It's like, oh, it makes you crazy. It, 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 and, you know. Right. I mean, that was all uh, uh, what what uh, propaganda, yeah. right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on. I have no idea what you're talking about. What? I'm young. Reefer Madness what, what? was Reefer Madness. a. Oh, Scott go. Yeah, it was a it was a, a film made in 1936, yeah. 37. Um and it was it was this film that was shot for like $100,000 and it was a professor uh, like some sort of like doctor professor guy telling the audience what happens if you get addicted to reefer and then the movie is about like this brother and sister who get convinced to go to a reefer house and get addicted to reefer. And then it slowly ruins. Well, not slowly, very quickly ruins their lives. <laughs> it, it, it like hyper fast forward ruins their lives. 
Yeah, like ruins their life in a ridiculous way, and then ends with like, a, like a horrible crime. And then they turned it into a musical. What? Uh, yeah, they turned it into a musical. Yeah. I think in the nineties. Because the movie, the movie was was awful, but it kind of it was so yeah. exploitative and so campy that the movie quickly sort of became uh, a cult favorite. Okay. To you, you know, because like, hey, you want to like smoke weed and like watch Reefer Madness and laugh about how. Because it was sort of like the original, like, you know, imagine like a kid in a cartoon in the 80s, like, hey, you guys want to smoke some weed? And then like Michelangelo comes out and he's like, no, bro, that's no <laughs> right. good. Well, that would be Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so then they made like a musical, a really campy sort of hairspray, Little Shop of Horrors musical. Okay. Um, yeah, they made the they made the musical. It opened in Los Angeles in 1998, and then was turned into a movie in 2005. Starring Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell, Alan Cumming, and Nev Campbell. Really. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, right around the time of. Uh, I, I remember thinking like, oh man, Veronica Mars is in a musical. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So. So uh, so yeah, it seemed like uh, it definitely seemed like <laughs> like a reference to Reefer Madness. Yeah. In. In a in a way, I mean, I'm I'm sure they played Reefer Madness like on days when like the teachers were hung over at Hill Valley High, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Or maybe that's how they that's how the bullies got into their characters. They just watch Reefer Madness over and over again in their trailer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's all they um, did in their trailer. <laughs> that's it. Um, so then the uh, so then the uh, the Reefer addicts they chase off the gang, which I love because they chase them off. By literally just like doing that thing that you do to your to your little sibling, where you just like start to run yeah. after them and then stop, yeah. and they keep running. Well, yeah, because yeah, like they're they're just like just super afraid of black people. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous because it's like you know, I mean, and again, this being like the 1950s, it's like oh well, there's Goldie, but right. I don't know these guys. Yeah, right. These guys right. are smoking reefer. They're in a band. They look scary. Right. They're not smiling and dancing like Goldie. Like these guys yeah. are gonna, these guys are gonna hurt me. <laughs> right. Uh, and then it turns out that Marty in the trunk, they can't get the keys because the keys are in the trunk. Which, how the hell did that happen? Why? Why? I mean, come I've on. That's rule never, number one of owning a trunk. Yeah. Don't put your keys in the I've trunk. I never put my keys in the trunk. No, because it would be a horrible decision. Here, I'll just put my keys in this trunk. The only that I won't be able to get into without those keys. Yeah. The only part of my car I can't get in. Yeah. It's insane. Marty's pretty uh, comfortable in there, though. I mean, that was a big trunk. It was a big trunk, and he's a little guy. Which, I think okay, hang on. Back to the whole, they have this car stuffed full of shit, yet the trunk is wide open, has plenty of space, so is that where they put all of their equipment then? Maybe? I mean, that would be enough. I feel like that would be enough room to carry, like... You know, a couple guitars, maybe a keyboard, but a whole drum set and then like six guys. No way. Maybe the school provided the drum set. Oh, maybe that's possible. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they just like carry around the the logo to put on the on the head. Yeah. I mean, it's also possible they could have a second vehicle that they're just not using because they're hotboxing in this one. (laughs) So we got our we got our hotboxing car. (laughs) And we have a transportation car. <laughs> well, I was just meaning they came in two cars, but that's oh, fine yeah. too. <laughs> um, Marigold, you drive the 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 instrument car, <laughs> and the rest of us will drive the reefer car. 
so then George runs out to the parking lot uh, late for his for his, uh, his 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 meeting with Destiny. <laughs> he thinks. Oh, if, oh, but he only we knew how right he was. Yeah. So then, uh, so he runs out full full speed, and we haven't talked about this yet, but I do like. Uh, I I like that George is wearing this tuxedo. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. It, well, it is, and it looks great on him. Yeah. But it's also like sort of like the stereotypical like this is what a spy wears. Yeah. Tuxedo. Yeah. And so you would think that George would have picked it out because he's like, oh, I'll look cool in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 you know, he I don't think he was pulling it off earlier when he was at the dance, just kind of dancing by himself. <laughs> but he's kind of pulling it off now. Now that he's like running and being all like, well, now that he's actually you know. being uh, James Bond. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Which, which, which he gets into character because he like he runs out there, sees the commotion in the car, mm-hmm. and then he just sort of like stands up a little straighter and like fixes his tie. He's just like, all right, here we go. Time, time to enter stage left. <laughs> all right, George, this is it. And then I love the way that his voice trails off when he realizes that it's Biff. Mm-hmm. And his face, like his face just drops like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of emotions going on on George's face in this moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially in the next minute, but like it starts here, and uh, like he wants to, he you can tell he's obviously upset that like oh Jesus, like okay it's Biff in the car, not Marty. So this is how I, I die. Still have to, yeah, yeah. But you can see there's still that part of him that's like ah, oh, but I still want Lorraine, and <laughs> I don't know what to do in this situation. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Biff has – I like the detail that Biff has a scab on his lip mm-hmm. because of getting punched by Marty uh, at the at the diner like the day before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I always thought that was from Lorraine. Oh, no. No, because he had it when he was talking uh, to Marty too. You just couldn't see it as well because it was in profile. Oh, okay. But it was there. Um, and now it's like straight on, and uh, and and yeah, that's that's like a scab from getting punched by Marty. Oh, good job, continuity. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of thing that you don't really see a lot of in movies. Usually, that's the kind of detail you would skip because you'd be like, "Well, no one's thinking about that." Yeah, but then you know? Cinema Sins will like freak out over it in like six months. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you got the wrong car, McFly. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> horrifying you know what in i feel like in the prime timeline where where uh where george is still like a wet blanket like that's gotta be because like that that's a very i i like how scary that shot is yeah yeah it's not played for laughs it's like genuinely really dark and you can imagine like a weaker person just closing the door and walking away but then like letting that define them for the rest of their lives you know (laughs) right yeah I'm just glad that after Back to the Future 3, it seems like Thomas Wilson, like, never played this kind of role again. Like, he seems to be, like, the lovable, like, like schlubby older guy, yeah, you know, last time I can, in everything since then. The last, time, the last time I can remember seeing Thomas F. Wilson in a movie was The Heat. Yeah, I remember him in The Heat. And then he was in Freaks and Geeks as like the gym teacher, remember? Oh, of course, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Freaks and Geeks had some great teachers. Yeah, it did. Um, but yeah, just like in general, he kind of plays like that kind of like 
he's a, he's a lot more mellow and like kind of like a nice guy. Sort of similar to what uh, Matthew Broderick and like Tim Curry did after their iconic roles. Where like yeah, a little where bit. like after Ferris Bueller, you know, where right. he was like the you know kind of you know just the the epitome of cool the, guy. Yeah, the epitome of like laid back, cool like crush. Now, yeah. when most kids think, I mean, for the longest time when I was a kid, and, and I thought of Matthew Broderick, I thought of like Leo Bloom. You know, like mm-hmm. the small, stuttering, meek guy. <laughs> right. Was... Is that the guy? Is that the guy from Election? Uh, no, that's the guy from The Producers. Oh, okay. but like you know, yeah, but like his character in The Producers, his character in the Election, his character in Deck the Halls. Yeah, Simba was pretty cool. Simba was cool. That's the last time I think he played like a cool, confident <laughs> character. Simba was pretty. Simba kind of had like a Ferris Bueller energy, especially when he was living with Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You could totally see Ferris Bueller saying Akuna Matata. Akuna Matata. <laughs> Actually, yeah. what 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 kind of uh, was his was Ferris Bueller's vest like a leopard print or like a cheetah print? Yeah, yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, it was animal print of some kind, and de- definitely like a spotted print mm-hmm. for sure. Wait, really? Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. Nuh-uh. His vest. Yeah, his yeah. like his like yeah his like sweater vest was like an animal print thing. Let's do that movie pretty cool i mean we've talked about it before <laughs> we got to finish these first yes speaking of which i have no other notes for this minute yeah let's go i mean i have to i have to get out of here pretty quick if you guys can hear that <laughs> i live okay, in chicago okay. uh so well, if you want to visit us online leave a comment we have a an always growing community at back to the future minute.com of commenters and people telling it is growing it is growing a lot it is growing and it's always cool to hear awesome. uh my new year's resolution was to uh be better about uh commenting back with you guys sometimes i'll have a habit of like reading it and be like ho 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 and then i'll just like <laughs> go, go to sleep so like i actually kind of want to be better about you know because we i tell you to comment and then i don't comment back and that's no good uh that's no good you can contact us at <laughs> Contact at back to the future minute.com if you have a special memory or thought or, uh, you know, just any kind of uh, feedback. And you can always tweet at us at BTTF Minute, uh, tumble at us at BTTF Minute.tumblr.com. And as always, you can like us on Facebook, leave a review on iTunes, which is the most Ferris Bueller way to uh, help <laughs> podcast out. And as always, you can enjoy our other podcasts featuring the Doctor's and including the Doctor's Companion, featuring the uh, formidable and legendary Cassandra Fredrickson, and Geek by mm-hmm. Night, featuring the formidable and legendary Chelsea Kern. Hello. And never and never forget about our uh, the ones that came before us: Star Wars Minute and Goodfellas Minute. Those are available for you right now to enjoy if you can't get enough of people talking about a movie one minute at a time. I know I can't. Nope. All right. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> <All right. laughs>